the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mark Longoria, Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas. This particular program is called Church of the Week. And I love to bring you a, a new pastor uh, every week uh, in San Antonio or around San Antonio because our desire is that you would listen to the word here on the radio. But our, 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 our bigger desire is also that you would be connected to the local community church. So if you've been listening, thank you. But if you haven't gone to church in a while, then that's why we have this program, because we want you to meet a local pastor. We want you to know about his heart, his ministry, his vision, what God has called him to do, and the the church. And uh, we want you to be encouraged to be a part of the local community church. In studio today, we have Pastor Matt Bell, pastor of Destiny Church. Matt, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, really honored to be able to share a little bit today. Good to have you here. Uh, I was a good friend of your dad, uh, and I know that... uh, he has left such a wonderful legacy over at Destiny Church. You've had a chance now to get your hands on the reins and, yep. and continue to do what God had called him to do, and now on your own, uh, in your own way and how God's calling you to do it. Uh, just give us a bit of a background. Are you a local San Antonian? Tell yeah. us about your family, your upbringing, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I was uh, born in San Antonio, lived in San Antonio. Uh, there's nowhere else I'd rather be on the entire planet yeah. than San Antonio. I, I I love San Antonio, the culture, the people, the food. Um, if you cut me, I will bleed salsa. I mean, <laughs> the hotter, the better. That's I mean, good, I, I just, I love it. Spurs fan, diehard yeah. Spurs fan. I, uh, I mean, I love the Spurs. Yeah. They're God's team. I mean, they yeah. really are. And I'm looking forward to the season. I can't wait for it. To start. So, right. yeah, born and raised here, went to high school here at uh, our local Christian school, yeah. and I uh, grew up in the church, spent my whole life uh, under the pews, making wow. life difficult for Sunday school teachers yeah. and deacons and elders, and still doing it to this day. <laughs> Is it true that the pastor's uh, kids are the worst? Uh, they can be, absolutely. <laughs> and so that means we have the best testimonies, too. You know, So that's what right, I say. We're, right. we're working on our testimony. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what we're doing. So you're a family man? Family man. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've got a wife. Her name's Heather and uh, three three beautiful kids. I got Faith. She's four. Judah, he's two. And Asher is two weeks old, three weeks old, something like that. You don't look a year older than 21. Well, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I am... 34 yeah, right now. All right. Yeah, yeah 34. So, you look young. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you weren't in your early 20s, but... Right. Anyway, um, so tell us about Destiny Church. How long has Destiny been yeah, here Destiny, in San Destiny um, has been in San Antonio for 75, 74 years. Okay? Wow. So next year, we're going to be celebrating 75 years in San Antonio. That's awesome. Uh, it is. It's, it's incredible. Now, 
you know, I like to tell people I haven't been here for all 74 <laughs> years. There were some good years that happened uh, before I got here. But our church was started by my great-grandfather. Um, we actually had our first meetings in the municipal auditorium. They rented out, uh, I guess it was like a little section of their foyer and set mm. up some chairs and, and started having meetings. And uh, after my great-grandfather pastored, uh, my grandfather, John Bell, he pastored for uh, many years. And then my dad took over uh, for him when he got sick. His wife was Ruth. His wife was yeah, Ruth. Yeah, I got to meet yeah. her. And in fact, John Bell used to have a, a, a show on KSLR Is way right? back in the day. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was called Dimensions of Praise. Ooh, we got to pull it out yeah, of the archives. It's, it's real trippy sounding. I, you know, that was the <laughs> 70s, so we were into other dimensions, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, my dad pastored for, for many years until um, I guess about 15 years, and then he passed away suddenly in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what an amazing worshiper he was. Yeah. He yeah, he loved. really he really was a psalmist, you know. Uh wrote wrote hundreds of songs, literally hundreds of songs. And we're still singing songs today. Every Sunday we sing songs that he wrote uh in our church. Uh people around the world still send us recordings of them singing his songs wow. in their church. Songs like Shout Shout for Joy and uh The Lion of Judah, I yeah. guess is kind of some of his more popular stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he he really was a worshiper and and had that heart for the Lord and the presence of the Lord. And yeah. That still continues at our church today. So Matt, I mean, take us through that because it must have been obviously a challenging, difficult, surprising situation right. to all of a sudden realize that you know the senior pastor, your dad, uh, is all of a sudden right. not here. Right? How does a how does a church cope with such a such news? Uh, by the grace of God, um, only by the grace of God. The um, my dad was 58, and uh, so even by people my age, uh, you know, our standard, we still think 58 is pretty young. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, you know, one of our elders at our church is 93. You wow. Know? <laughs> I mean, so, so we have a long you know, history and heritage of people really being faithful and, and living their life to the fullest and the longest. And um, so we were really uh, surprised. He was 58. Um, he actually died on a Sunday morning. Um, it's kind of a crazy story. He um, he didn't come down to preach from his office. So our service had been going. We had worship going. Uh, I played on the worship team. I was playing guitar. And uh, it, it came time for him to speak, and nobody came to speak, and nobody could find my dad. And mm. So uh, a couple people, uh, my brothers actually, they came and grabbed my keys. They were looking for my dad. and. Um, we just kind of kept the service going, and you know us charismatics we can oh, we yeah. can we can keep it going, sure, <laughs> <laughs> so we did and um well, so my brothers had come, they'd grab my keys and and the next thing I know, I see one of our elders uh, running from the back in the middle of our service, they run up and and they grab the mic um out of my hand. I was doing the offering at that time, and uh he grabs the mic out of our hand, my hand, and he says. If anybody knows CPR, I need you to follow me right now. Like announces it over the PA speaker in the middle of church. He drops the mic and he just runs out of the building. And I'm wow. thinking, this is this is unusual. This doesn't normally happen during yeah. church. Um, what's going on here? And and you know, I'm starting to kind of think, is there something going on with my dad? I mean, certainly that's yeah. this had th- these two things are not connected. Yeah. Uh 
So I, I keep looking around, waiting for somebody to like take control, come and like, where's my dad? He needs to get up here and yeah, like yeah. lead this church. Right. Well, he doesn't show up. And so I say, hey, well, why don't we pray for whoever needs CPR? And so we start praying. And uh, eventually I turned the mic over to um, one of our missionaries. And I said, here, you keep praying. I'm going to go figure out what's going on. So I walked out and I saw a group of people kind of gra- uh, gathering, congregating around my dad's office. And I walked up and um, he was laid out on the floor. And a young lady from our church was trying to resuscitate him. And um, it was crazy. He's laying there, shirt open. Um, he's dead. And I walked into his office and, man, immediately, like, I just started praying, right? I mean, I, I was filled with faith. This mm-hmm. is this is my dad. This is a servant of the Lord. He's he's given up everything to serve God. Th- this is not how his story ends. Yeah. And so I started praying. My brothers were already in there. I have four younger brothers, and um, they were in there. They were they were it, the the situation was um, was was crazy. Uh, they were crying. Their wives were in there. Their wives were crying. I was the last one to get up and in there. Um, well, finally, EMS shows up, and uh, they they take one look at my dad, and they say, we're sorry, there's there's nothing we can do. I said, this is my dad. Get the paddles out. You know, do something. Sure. You know, don't, don't just look at him. They said, we're sorry. He's been gone for hours. He's been gone for hours. There's nothing we can do. And I said, well, then get out of here, because I only want people of faith in here, mm. and we're going to pray, and we're going to see God do a miracle. So I kicked the EMS out. I said, get the elders in here. We're going to pray. And so we started praying, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and um, nothing happened. And about this time, somebody hands me a, a telephone. They say, it's your mom. My mom was out of town. She was speaking at a ladies' conference. It's your mom. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I walk out into our chapel building, and I'm talking to my mom. She said, hey, um, Somebody said something's going on with dad. What's what's up? I said, dad's gone. What do you mean he's gone? Where did he go? Church should be happening right now. He should be preaching. Where did he go? Hmm. No, mom, you don't understand. Dad's dead. She said, what, what, what do you mean? He just played tennis yesterday. Like he's healthy. He's vibrant. He's only 58. He's in better shape than half the people we know. I know the, the EMS just showed up. They, they said he's, he's gone. She, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget the word she said. She said, is there any hope? I said, no, Mom. There's no hope. And that's when I lost it. That's, mm. that's when the cork was pulled out of my Hit soul. And I just fell on my face. And I just began to weep because my dad was my best friend. He was my dad. He was my pastor. He was my employer. At that time, I was the youth pastor at the church. He was my mm. boss. Um, he's my counselor and we leaned on my dad so much. He was an incredible man. And so I fell on the floor. I began to weep. And, um, I mean, for, for the people who are listening, who have been through stuff like this, they know what it's like to, to have that cork pulled to, to really weep. And God let me weep on the floor of our chapel for about five seconds. And then he spoke to me and he said, the people. Somebody has to go take care of the people. And man, as soon as, as soon as I heard that, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was yeah, a, you just knew I it. knew it. And my, the, the tears stopped, 
strength came to my legs, I walked back down and gathered the church together. And I said, look, I don't, this is what's happened. I don't know why this has happened, but God's got a plan. The enemy wants to divide us. He wants to scatter this church, but this church has to, to arise and keep moving forward in faith. And we're not going to let anything stop us. And really tried to speak faith into the people. And so, um, how do you pick up the pieces of a, of, of a pastor that's that's died? Um, I'll be honest with you, I, I was a wreck. Um, my faith was um, really challenged hmm. going through this because I, I, I'd kind of believed that if you do the right things, God will bless you. Hmm. If you live a certain way and do the right things, God's going to take care of you and, and nothing bad's going to happen to you. Hmm. And I don't know why I had believed that. Because when you read the Bible, you see bad things happen to people doing the right thing all the time, yes. right? I mean, Jesus Christ yeah. never did anything wrong, and he got nailed to a Roman cross, yes. right? So yeah. I don't know where we get this idea that yeah. if we follow Jesus, we're going to live a perfect life. Right. Um, but somehow I had let seeds of that really get into my soul. Mm. And so I really struggled with God. How could you allow this to happen to my dad? He was a man of honor, a man of integrity. He loved his wife. He was a faithful uh, uh, pastor, faithful father. H- how, do you, how do you let this happen to somebody? Um, and so for, for a couple days, really, I was like, is, is any of this real? Is, mm. is, have, have, I just, have I totally been deceived? Mm. Because the, the God I know wouldn't allow this to happen. So either one of two things is true. There is no God. Or there's some things about God that I don't know. Did that thought cross your mind? There is yeah. no God. For about for about four seconds. Yeah. And immediately I was reminded of ways that God had touched my life and in my heart. Hmm. Um, the the things that the Holy Spirit had done in me. And I was like, Well, I'm born I'm born again. I know that Jesus is the Son of God. I know that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I know those things. I know those things like I know the sky is blue. So option one, that can't be it. Mm. So it's got to be option two. There has to be things I don't understand about God that, that would allow these circumstances to take place. And so I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to gonna start with a clean slate, a clean deck. And it's going to be me and it's going to be the Bible. And I'm I'm going to rediscover who this book says God is. Hmm. Because I've I've listened to other people tell me who God is and how he is and how he does things. And what I have believed is is not playing out with what I'm seeing right in front of me. Hmm. And so I, I for the next really two years, um, me personally, I went on this journey of who is God? And who does the who does the Bible say that God is? Hmm. And during that time, um, my father-in-law came back and pastored the church. He was a missionary in Austria. We brought him in, and he pastored the church for those two years. And um, while I was going through that process, the elders there um, oversaw that whole transition. And um, they began to, to help me see that what God had spoken to me on the day my dad died wasn't just for 12 noon on May the 6th, 2012, that was actually, I was supposed to take care of the people hmm. long term. And um, I, that started to resonate in my heart 
But as I got into the word, I see that, you know, God is sovereign and he is all powerful and yeah. he is in control. Mm-hmm. And he is working things for his glory. And we can get on board with that. Or we can be like the Apostle Paul and kick against the pricks. (laughs) And the beautiful thing in all of it is that God uses bad things to produce good fruit in the lives of his people. And he doesn't cause the bad things to happen. I don't believe that God killed my dad. Um, But the truth is we're all going to die. That is true. We all are going to expire. We don't like to think about that. Um, but because of sin, we live under a curse of mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. So we're all, we're all going to expire one day. We're all going to die one day. And in the scope of eternity, 58 years or 60 years or 70 years from God's eyes and perspective, <laughs> it's yeah. like minuscule yeah, difference. It makes good. a big deal to us. Yeah. Um, and so, but the promise that God has is that he will take all things the worst things and work them for our good and his glory. And I don't know how I'm preaching now. I don't know if that was what I'm supposed to do or not, but well, that's uh, definitely a word for somebody that, <laughs> and I'm sure a, a whole group of people that yeah. need to hear that. Cause we all go through hard times and you don't know it, but I lost my dad when he was 57 years old and I was 12, I was 11. So there's plenty of people out right now that are going through their own situations with, you know, their own family members or a close friend or a baby or a, you know, a fetus, you know, that all of a sudden we have these questions. Is God real? Why would God? And we've all had those questions in those tough times. Is God real? And, um, you know, why would he allow such a thing to happen? And it doesn't make sense at the moment. And it's not until you start getting in the word and really seeking God and really praying that you realize that, yes, God is a sovereign God. And we don't understand why everything happens the way it happens. But one thing we do know is that he's still Lord. Right. He's still God. And and that's the thing, too, is, uh, you know, Isaiah says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not mm-hmm. your thoughts. God's perspective is, is so much broader than we can see. Yeah. And, you know, as I parent my children, I see I see things in their life that I want to keep them from. I, I see all kinds of things that they don't see. And they think I'm mean or I'm bad or I'm, I'm mistreating them, keeping them from something good when really all I want for them is their best. And that's all God wants for all of us, is those of us who are his children, is our best. Mm-hmm. And he's working things yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. And it, it might take five years. It might take 50 years. But the promise is that all things are going to work for our good. All things. That's right. All things. That's right. And that, that means we will... We will be better for having gone through it. Yeah. Which is which is the thing that only God can do and so he only gets the glory yeah. for it. Well thank you for sharing your yeah. story and the whole experience on that right. Sunday morning. I right. I got a, an opportunity, I was honored to be at your dad's funeral and his his going away and what an amazing day that was to see people come out of everywhere, lives that have been impacted by by your dad. Yeah. It's just what right. a what a great party that was. Right. I know party is maybe not the best word for that particular day in you know in the midst of sorrow but we all know that right. it was a it was a great day in it was it was a celebration sure um it was a celebration of a life yeah. lived to the glory of god yeah and uh that's our eternal hope is our hope is not in this life yeah it's not yeah. our hope is in the life to come you've been listening to pastor matt bell 
He's a pastor at Destiny Church, and if you've heard something today that just ministered to your life and you want to get connected, then we encourage you to do so. Destiny Church is located at uh, 8635 Callahan Road. It's just outside Loop 410 near I-10. You can find out more information online at destinychurchsa.com. That's destinychurchsa.com. And, of course, uh, get on out there Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. for the morning service. Um, Let's talk about the church. Yeah. What's going on in Destiny now? Uh, so yeah, how long ago was it that you took over? I took over uh, a little over a year ago. And in fact, it was two years to the day that my dad passed away wow. that I took over. So I took over the first Sunday of May of 2014. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I was going on my journey of finding God, which is kind of crazy to do as a 30-year-old who's grown up in church, mm. wow. <laughs> uh, I, also, I also just was also reading through and, and, and reading that the, the Bible actually tells us a lot about church, that, that God has shown us what the mission of the church is, yeah. wh- why we exist. And so <laughs> as, as I was reading this kind of with fresh eyes, I was like, why don't we do what this says? Come why on. do we make things so complicated yeah. and all of our ideas and programs? And yeah. why don't we just do what God's told us to do? And so... Uh, really, our mission at Destiny is we want to preach the gospel and we want to make disciples. Yep. So we want to tell people about Jesus because that's the main thing is about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we want to help people follow Jesus after they've heard about him. How, how, does, how does this play out in our lives? Yeah. And so that, that's what we're doing. And, and we're going through books of the Bible right now. We're, we're preaching through the gospel of John on Sunday morning. Um, we're taking a year and a half to to go through that amazing gospel, and we're we're going through it verse by verse, and we're saying what what has God said? Because we believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, yeah. And I believe a word from God is way more important than my words or your words yep. or anybody else. I mean, that's why this is the word, right? Yeah, right. I mean, right. this whole station exists to proclaim the word of God. That's right, and. So we, we really like just opening up the Bible and going through it and seeing what God has said and how do we live, live in light of what God has said. And, I mean, if God has spoken, which we believe he has, man, we ought to, we ought to pay attention. Yeah, we ought listen to listen and do, to right? it. You know? <laughs> and then do it. And then do it. <laughs> yeah. And then do it. And so that's, that's really what we try to do um, is, is to tell people about Jesus and to help people follow Jesus and— um, in, in a nutshell, yeah, that's what we're here to do. So you've got uh, several different ministries within the ministry. Yeah. I know you've got stuff going on for the youth. Yep. You've got a men's conference coming up. Yep. You've got world missionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a little bit of a sure. Sneak, sneak uh, so um, last Friday night, we actually did something um, kind of unique. Uh, I was the youth pastor under my dad, and so when my dad passed away. Um, there really wasn't anything happening with the youth for really the last couple of years at our church. And that's, that's, that's important to me. I mean, it's a huge burden that I have. I think the challenges that young people face today are, are unprecedented. Mm-hmm. The, the opportunities for sin are, are just rampant. Absolutely. Um, and, and so I, the, I think in a lot of ways, our young people are set up to fail. Mm. And I, I don't like that. I have a burden about that. And so um, at the same time, Having become a parent now, uh, I see in the Word and in life that a parent is the most influential person in the life of a child. And that, in fact, Deuteronomy tells us that it's the parent's job 
to pass on the faith to their children. It's not the children's ministry job. It's not the youth pastor's job. It's the parent's job. Yes, it is. But most parents don't feel equipped, and most parents don't know how to have those tough conversations. And so typically what we do in, in youth ministry and um, is we get all the teenagers up separated from the adults, and we expect them to grow into mature followers of Christ up apart from any mature followers of Christ. Mm. And there's lots of good fruit happening everywhere from youth ministries around the world, but we wanted to try something different, and that was to get the conversation going between parents and youth. That's good. And so what we're doing once a month now is a a parent and youth gathering where they come together, they sit uh, together, in this gathering, we have we had a band in lead worship for us. Uh, there's a band here out of San Antonio. They led worship for us. And then we have a teaching that is, is relevant to the challenges that young people are facing in social media, in peer pressure, in sexual purity. And then we have times where we pause and we say, okay, parents, here are the questions you and your kids can, can discuss for the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and we really put, are trying to put the right tools in parents' hands so that they can win with their teenager, yeah. so that they can be the initiator, that they can be the most influential person in the life of their teenager. And uh, so we're doing that once a month. Uh, you can go to our website to find out when we're doing it in uh, September. And, uh, yeah, it would invite anybody to come out to that. Cool. And then you've got uh, a men's conference coming up. We do. We have a men's Model conference Man. uh, September 18th and 19th. It's called Model Man. And uh, this is uh, – we, we believe that men are to be the leaders of the home and the church. When we read the Bible, uh, we believe that men are supposed to, s- to step up and lead. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a lot of guys don't know how to do that. They haven't seen examples on how to do that. And so what we're trying to do is put the right tools in their hands to, to be the men that God's called them to be. And so it's a Friday night, Saturday morning. You can go on our website to find out more information about that conference. Love to have anybody join and that, us. And that web address is destinychurchsa.com, destinychurchsa.com. Um, we want to uh, make sure that uh, you understand that you are always welcome at Destiny Church. The address is uh, 8635 Callahan Road. Find out all the information online. Uh, if you forget about it, then just get out there. If you don't have a church or you've been away from church for a while or never even walked into church, that's all right. Uh, this Sunday, 1030 a.m., invitation's there. It's open. Doors are open. Pastor Matt Bell will be there, I'm I'll, supposing. I will be there. Okay, he'll be I there. I don't know if anybody else will. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I'd love to have very you. Very good. Well, thank you, Pastor, for thank uh, you, Mark. being here with us. Appreciate you very really much. Really appreciate it. And uh, for all you guys that are listening into The Word in South Texas, we appreciate you as well. Get out, take somebody to church. Thank you for listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.